We're here. It's towards the end of July, and it's still hot in still Dallas, Texas. Is it miserably hot? hot. It is I don't know how you hot. think it's not too hot. <laughs> it it's it's got to the point where it's kind of annoying, just because you know we're in this heat wave where it's over a hundred every day. Like sometimes, just like yeah, could it be like ninety degrees one day and then go back to hundred? But no, it doesn't want to do that. It just wants to be 110 every day. Exactly. I don't mind sweating. I don't mind doing that. I like sweating. I like saunas. I like steam rooms. I like being out in the sun. But sometimes I just want a rain shower to take it all away and so I can feel, go out, pretend it's October and, you know, get a little wind. But that's not happening, is it? No, no. We got a little bit of a cold front yesterday with our uh, 97 degrees in the morning and then it quickly turned into the sun and it was just obnoxious <laughs> it is obnoxious oh my goodness so so susan this is the podcast where bachelorette has come back i'm yeah. very excited we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about our blind watch which i'm very excited about which maybe susan's excited about i don't know <laughs> she's, she's a little iffy on it it's a depressing movie but it's good um and we've got our, bl- our our main topics today which is all about zombies mm-hmm. which i'm excited to talk to susan about because i don't know if we've ever had a full-on conversation about zombies i couldn't remember as I, like, I don't think we have so figure that'd be a good topic <laughs> it'll be a good topic zombies in the hot moist sun right yeah. ew yeah no that's gross hopefully they would just cry <laughs> it's, a, it's always ooh with different. you. It's always yeah. ooh with you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, but uh, first, it's Bachelorette talk. Susan, what what's happening? There's there's been a couple episodes. Yeah, there's been two episodes. You know, you were out of town during um, season premiere, so uh, you know, I'd like to start this off. We, uh, well, I guess if fans don't know, this is the iconic, historic season where they stupidly decided to have two bachelorettes already proving how horrible of an idea it was but whatever um let's first talk about night one really quick just what were your thoughts of the season premiere night one did you enjoy it was it fun what did you think and just general thoughts of night one so night one of the bachelor or bachelorette seasons including Mm -hmm. this one this mm-hmm. historic one. Every every <laughs> every season's historic and game changing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, I always hate the first episode because you yeah. don't get to really know anybody, and it's usually um, the guy who is the bachelor or the girl who is the bachelorette. This time it being Gabby and Rachel, um, not Susie. <laughs> uh, the Who's still with Clayton. Who's still with Clayton? Who's still with Clayton? It just seems like Gabby and Rachel, just a bunch of 
you know, googly eyed, giggling girls, because that's all that happened. Like they guys came in. It was like, oh, I laugh. I giggle. Oh, he's cute. And then that's it. I was like, okay, this is two hours of nonsense. I just want something to happen. Well, I think the only thing that I gave a little bit of credit to than this night one, I actually, I don't like night one either. Cause I think it's like too many men. You can't even keep people, keep track of people. Um, but I did think I, like, I thought it was be a lot of gimmicks. It usually is. There still was there, but I think because they have two leads, they did allow us to watch more conversations and get to know people a little bit more. Like at least I don't remember names that well, but I thought there was a little bit more of that. However, I mean, I guess I'm just so like, how's this going to work? But obviously night one, they went ahead and they only got rid of three people, the twins and the magician, which... Bless their heart. <laughs> so, 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 okay. So you, you talk about these, um, th- these conversations, Amy, it was a little different to see the two bachelorettes talk to each other about that stuff. Cause mm-hmm. usually they're just kind of talking to themselves like, Oh, he's cute. But then they got to actually have a conversation about the guys and who liked who. Uh, but then, you know, those three people that went home right away, there was a magician and two, in, in a pair of identical twins. So the identical twins shot themselves in the foot, like right yeah. away, because, you know, being this new season with two, you know, two women, and then you have identical twins, they just all kind of wanted to do the same thing. And the identical twins, we know identical twins, uh, oh, usually yeah. identical, like, yeah, usually right. <laughs> identical twins like to be with each other all the time. And so, uh-huh it didn't seem like that was going to play for Gabby and Rachel. And so when the two identical twins came to them and was like, yeah, let's go on double dates all the time. Let's do things together. And it was just kind of, it, it was cringeworthy for sure. Yeah. It just, well, it's like how Gabby said, that just wasn't romantic. There's no romantic chemistry. It was way too like, they're, they're just too serious. They weren't doing like the, the fun flirt or anything like that. And you can't really do that when you're two people like that. And he, one of them should have just, they should have each pulled one aside and then like switched instead of trying to talk to them in a group. And unfortunately, so I, I'm glad they got rid of them. I'm glad they got rid of the, the magician, you know, I, he was, I feel bad for him, but he was just, he was so painfully awkward. He was doing uh, his magic. And you've got to think that the producers tell the guy, like, you got to do your magic tricks or tell the, the identical twins, y'all got to go in together. And I feel like that might've happened and that destroyed their chances, but I don't know. Sure. Sure. I mean, producers do a lot more behind the scenes than people think. They are puppet masters back there. So definitely it's possible. They were like, they could have told that magician, hey, they'll love it if you would uh, go ahead and do a magic trick. (laughs) Right up. Uh. And then it just bombed. But um, on that, based on the season premiere and the second episode, how do you think the two leads are doing so far? And do you think one is doing better than the other? Okay, so how the two leads do they're doing they're doing good so far. They're individually and together, they're sticking with each other, they're doing well. I like the communication between them. They are being really nice to each other. And then on top of that, you know, in that second episode, you're just like, holy shit. I mean, this is what the producers want. And they're they're showing those sizzle reels for trailers for 
upcoming episodes are like, these are the best of friends. They're together. And then, oh my God, it does not look like they're going to be friends by the end of this. Well, you know? I think they will, but they're trying to really like, first of all, they're not best friends. I'm sorry, but you're not best friends with someone when you're, when you're at that age to say that you're, you became best friends with someone after four months, that is so rude to your actual best friends that you've been friends with for years. I'd be like, <laughs> what? Who is this? So, but like they're, they're saying that, right? But they're saying no, they like are. they are. They are. I think that's that they're doing that on purpose, though. They want it to be. It's more dramatic if you say they're best friends, and then guys come in between them. So it's just like I, yeah, it's ridiculous. But uh, I think ultimately they they have so much respect for each other that I don't think they'll stop being friends. They're just going to like it's going to hurt. Like clearly, right now we've already got a sample of a guy that said he was here for Gabby that Rachel was interested in, but it was, it was a softer blow. Cause it was just the two of them. And he was like, you know, he didn't want to bother her or kiss her. And he went there. And then you've got like Logan who kissed both of them in one night. And that's this, like, I think, and then Mario, he, you know, it's kind of like these things are gonna be like, what's going on? Like pretty soon the men are going to have to choose one. And then as we saw in the teaser, it's going to get awkward when like three men turn down Rachel to be with Gabby. It's just like, right. So that's, and you know, and I feel bad for Gabby and Rachel in that element, mm -hmm. you know, like they've got to know that going in, you know, that's, this is going to happen. And because it, yeah. it's, they've haven't done this type of show before with the two bachelorettes, but you know, even when uh, they sent uh, the one guy home, uh, the guy she liked, or the the first date. Um, oh, uh, Jordan V. Yeah, yeah, the 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 drag uh, the dragster, the drag race driver. Drag race, um, yeah. um, so when she was like, "Oh, I, I'm not feeling. I, there's something not right to him," because I think this is going to come back later. Because you know, she's like, "There's something off about him. Like, I just can't put my foot on it." But they she didn't say that. She didn't say there's something off. She said there's no. They're missing something. So there's just there was just no connection. She didn't you have sure? Okay. One thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. thought I could have sworn, but no, she didn't think anything was off with him. She was saying there's not like there's something missing with their connection. Like he was a great guy, and she wanted so badly for there to be more of a romantic connection. And that he's sweet. That's why she was crying. That's when she went right. to the producer and was like bawling because she was like, this sucks that he's so sweet, but we don't have that romantic chemistry. And actually online, people freaked out that she sent him home because he's probably going to paradise because he was really adored. After right. That. Okay. So like he might go to paradise. So yeah. my thought process when like, oh, she's going to send him home. Does that mean she's going to send him back to the pool so he can have a shot with Gabby, but that's yeah. not the case. It looks like no. if you get sewn by one, you're going home. But like with somebody like Logan, if he go, if he's asked on a date by Rachel, but he likes Gabby, you know, does he say, just say no, or does he explore the options? Cause that's what Gabby and Rachel told everybody to explore. But yeah. I don't, I don't understand why the drag uh, race driver was not put back in the pool to try his luck out. You know, right. I, I'm, I'm curious about that unless somebody says I'm here for this person specifically. Right. So that's what I'm wondering. And this was talked about in another bachelor podcast. People thought had, so many people have had this, had the same question. Like why didn't Jordan B get to go back to the house and explore with Gabby now, but night one, he did tell Rachel he was there for her. So that probably maybe, maybe that was like 
said very clearly. And then also, it's, I'm wondering if we didn't see this behind the scenes, but maybe Gabby even said to Rachel, like, look, if uh, if it doesn't work out, I don't I don't want to explore things with him. I'm just wondering. These are all speculation, but that would be my thought, because you're right. Someone like Logan or Mario, if they were to send that home, they've already established a connection to, with the other girl that they should get to explore. Yeah, that, that's what I'm that that's what I thought would happen, because that can bring more conflict and drama up or I don't know. It's just, I don't know why they did that, but I wonder if they'll change that going forward with somebody who likes both of them because yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious on how that's going to work. It, it, the, yeah. I, it's just, it's all the more reason why I still just don't, think, I think it's very unfair to both of these girls that they got put in this position to have, like, I think they're having fun now and they're, you know, they're so grateful to be the bachelorette. So they're like, yeah, of course, we'll both do it. We're friends. We love each other. But they went through something so crappy with Clayton. Not, you know, you know how I feel about the Clayton stuff. It's not like I'm not like mad at him or anything, but that still sucked. Like what happened and they were, you know, Rachel was freaking crying her eyelashes off and stuff like her mascara, whatever. And I just think it was already so humiliating and like probably hurt their um, self-esteem and now this situation to me is so much worse because at least, you know, Clayton kind of said it. He thought when he broke up with them together that they would feel better because it was both of them together, you know, like yeah. they had each other, which I think is a way better situation than to stand there in front of your supposed best friend and watch as, I don't know, multiple men tell you, hey, I'd rather have her. Like that's right. mortifying. And I just, uh, yeah, like, I think it's very cruel what the show is doing with this. I know it. Obviously, we're going to be entertained and we're going to watch it. But I mean, I feel really bad when it's going to get down to that point, because I though like Rachel's not my favorite. I want her to find love and I don't want her to feel bad about herself. And I agree with you. I think so far, both of them are doing well. I think Gabby knows what she wants a little bit more. I worry Rachel's about the fantasy, but that doesn't mean, I mean, it's so early to tell. No, it is. And Rachel seems like a great person. And you're just, you know, these guys probably watched the last season and they mm -hmm. saw how fun and jokey Gabby is. And you saw how yeah. great her family is. And then you saw Rachel and then her <laughs> kind her of dad. very strict dad. Like, I do not want to be Eerie part of that. Dad. Like that's scary. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, man, he's like, you know, mafia style, like he's going to kill me. And so mm -hmm. that probably plays a part in it. And I'm here for her. And, you know, I was thinking like, so if somebody, if one person gives somebody a rose, will they accept it? But then just, so that will keep them there for the rest of the time and then try to go to the other person. I don't know how that's going to work, you know? Well, they made a tease that made me very concerned. And, you know, editing is really powerful. So I don't know if this is correct, but they made a teaser to where it looked like Logan picks one of them. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it looks like he picks Gabby, but again, could be wrong, but he picks one of them. And then he says he's missing the other. So, <laughs> which could totally happen. Like, this is all the stuff the producers were hoping for. So it's, it's crappy, but I don't know. I just, I hope they don't do it again. Like, I really don't like the two leads. I mean, do you like the two leads thing? I mean, we've only had two episodes. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes till the end. Because imagine two dudes doing this. I mean, there Ooh. might, it might be crazy, you know, like, of they should have tested it with two dudes first instead of putting two women who were like 
I think they should have picked two men that were not like humiliated on national television, you know, like, uh, or or felt humiliated. Like it would have been better because I just feel like the wounds are fresh. We literally just saw what happened to Gabby and Rachel. And now anything that happens to where it's like, you know, uh, hurting their feet or whatever, hurting their confidence or something is going to hurt way more to us. But I I agree. It's going to, it's going to be very painful to watch. I think uh, these upcoming episodes just from that, that element of Mm -hmm. the producers or the show trying to pit the two against each other and make them choose and then show like, Oh, Rachel's going to give away all these roses or try to, at least everybody's like, no, I want Gabby. So there might be like 80% of the guys are for Gabby. 20% are for, you know, Rachel, which, you know, in the end, you're like, yeah, I still have five guys that love me, but you know, in front of a global audience, you're just like, oh man, (laughs) it's awkward. awkward. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's not great. Um, So just to wrap up the bachelor talk, just curious, are there any men that stand out to you, whether good or bad? Well, well, first, before we do that, can we just talk about the Chris incident? Sure, sure. <laughs> I yeah. just because I hadn't seen that happen before, because I you know I've only okay. been watching it for a few seasons. And yeah, his way of bringing things up and controlling things and just being just a very condescending, too. a dickhead to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then him super arrogant asked to leave and then just him staying out there and like, wait, I'm going to go back and talk to these guys for no reason at all. Just to, and that happening was so great. It was like, y'all need, you need to leave, man. You were asked to leave. I, what are you doing? <laughs> I loved him trying to talk to the guys and then Gabby and Rachel just be like, what's the, no, like, I think it was Gabby. I can't remember. They're like, that it doesn't matter. You're we, we asked you to leave. You need to leave. <laughs> like, yeah. What the heck? It was crazy. It was crazy. You could see like what he wanted to say and do because he like no poker face there. He was just so upset. It was already a bad sign when he was telling the guys like, you know, when we get to fantasy suites because I plan to be there. He yep. said, I plan to be there. Those words. I plan to be in fantasy suites. What yep. makes you think that you have that? You don't get to choose. Every guy wants to be at fantasy suites. So what are you talking about? Yep. And I'm just like, right there, I was like, mm. and yeah, it was very presumptuous of him to start talking about that, like on episode two. No, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So the two guys that I like so far right now that I like just, if, again, two episodes, not much is being done, but the two that stuck out mm-hmm. to me, I actually really like Jacob, uh, kind of like this. Jacob? The Thor-looking guy who... Oh, really? I like him because he seems fun. Paradise material. That's what he is. um, And then uh, Hayden. Hayden stuck out to me as being a a good dude as well, but I don't know. He looks like Joe. He looks like grocery store Joe. he, He does look like grocery store Joe. And there was another guy that really looked very familiar to me, Zach. Um, looked. He just looked like somebody that's been on The Bachelor before, but... Um, those are the two that really, I mean, Nate seemed okay, but not my favorite. Um, but yeah, those are the two that stuck out to me. What about you? Nate was definitely a good guy. I mean, I didn't know. So we wouldn't have even known who he was. if Gabby didn't ask him on a date. And I was like, okay, he seems like a nice dude. I I think I'd I'd be really surprised if he makes it to top four with her, but you know, 
We'll see. Uh, but he's sweet. I do like Hayden. Um, I still like Tino, Rachel's night one rose first yep. impression. Yeah, I think that's like a strong like connection. I thought he was very. Ch- I really love the way he did the stairs thing. He's like like he wasn't too. He wasn't too scripted about it. It was very natural. So I like that. Uh, Want to get to know him more. Oh, man. Oh, I do like the guy who who told Rachel, like, in the group date that he is going to go for Gabby. I, I, I can't remember his name, but they both liked him. And she pulled him aside first. But he was like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm here for Gabby. He was really nice to her. Like, he's like, I think you're great. But I have a lot of respect. Though I'm not going to judge anyone like a Mario or Logan for kissing both women, even though it is really weird to me to kiss both women the same exact night, even though I, I know the girls are doing it, but it's like, it's their experiment. So, um, yeah, I but if they it. told them to uh, experiment no, or to, yeah, to explore, I, like I said, I'm not judging it. I just have more respect for the men that already know who they want. Like it's already, right. It, it's, it speaks more volumes to me if these guys can already figure that, hey, like that guy, when he told her, now I'm here for Gabby, I already like that. I'm like, that's awesome. That's awesome that you already know what you want because that's going to be, to me, give me a better confidence on them lasting later. Right. Uh, like longer, long term. Because like, look at Logan. Like if they're already teasing that he's going to maybe go back, you know what I mean? Like, there's not going to be any of that if you're only exploring it with one girl. Right. So, and I'm, I'm curious because like if he's kissed both women and he, I mean, you got to know people at the most part from their past season and maybe a little bit now, but you know, that first kiss, you would probably know almost right away. Like, oh yeah, I don't feel the spark or I do feel the spark or he feels spark with both. I don't know. I mean, I would think that, uh, but yeah, like I want to look up the name of, Gabby's. Do you remember the guy's name? Gabby. I do not remember. I mean, I, I'm on the cast uh, website, but I don't remember the guy that told her that. Yeah, but, but he and that's the one she gave the group date rose to. Um, okay, okay. But so far, I liked him. I just like that he. Uh, I don't know. I just like that. I like that he did that. But, do Do you like um, Meatball? No. Really? The. He's fine, but he's not. He's he's another. He's a Jacob. He's another one that's probably going to go to paradise and bring meatballs. Like it's just, I like the serious ones. Um, I don't care for Eric, the the faux hawk guy. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I liked him at first, but night one really turned me off when he was like so mad for not getting a rose from either one. <laughs> he was just like, I'm pissed. But he, I guess he was very confident, but. He was. He seems like he's feeling Gabby. He seems like he's feeling Gabby, but, um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to look at the cast. And you know what? I'll tell you this as of Uh right now, I'm leaning more towards, I like Rachel more than Gabby. What? Yeah. I know. Right. All in love with Gabby. I was, but now I think I'm a little bit team Rachel. Why is that? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Gabby, even though I like her a lot, I like her joke. I think she's pretty blunt and honest and upfront. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's like doing a shtick or too shticky or I don't know. I like, she's I like literally how she was. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like just 
maybe Rachel's more genuine. I don't feel that. I really don't. I feel like, um, I feel more like Gabby is more genuine. I feel Gabby's more real. I, uh, I think what I appreciate about Gabby is how she has no poker face. Like even how she, like when she doesn't like somebody or something, like even when she was talking to the twins, she's just like, yeah, yeah. and I think Rachel though it's still a good quality that Rachel has she's very on all the time she wants to make sure she's keeping up a good image not that that's bad she's more she's more self-aware of her face and how she's presenting herself so they're both good it's not a bad thing I just I really appreciate Gabby's like authenticity like I feel like that you're getting what you see is what you get with Gabby. She's not putting on a show by no means. And I've always respected that. And yeah, I mean, I like, I, I really like Gabby, but I feel like I'm more interested in Rachel be, right now. You'd be pursuing Rachel. That's what you would go for. I think so. Like it would just depend, but like, yeah, I think I would pursue Rachel. Wow. I'm sure I did not see that coming. You were so team Gabby. I was so team Gabby. I'm just confused. Like what was it? in the two episodes that made you love Rachel all of a sudden. I don't know. I just think I got more time with Rachel here so far. And I just like, I just like it. You just find her more attractive too? No, not, not, not a physical attractive thing. I just think I like just like her, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to go with Gabby. Look at uh, you. Cause you were so not for team Gabby last season well, i always liked i always liked gabby more than rachel always i was not a huge fan of rachel this has made me like rachel a little bit more um i think that she's taking the process seriously and i'm surprised though i do think like she, the thing and then both of them seem to be like not happy about this i don't know if you've noticed i've never heard bachelorettes complain about not being kissed enough and both episodes uh, Rachel has been like none of these guys are trying to kiss me none of these guys are trying to kiss me and I'm like it just reminds me of how much she just wanted to constantly kiss Clayton and I think the reason that's happening is because there's two leads like normally night one there would have been so much more kissing but the fact that there was just like Gabby got two Rachel got one and I was like I think I think it's telling you like these guys are like, well, we need to be careful because there's two, there's two leads. So we don't right. And it's weird out. just to kiss somebody right away. I don't know. Like, and it just, just find it kind of, I, I do not like watching people kiss on television, especially the Same. bachelor. Like I do not, well, like I look away. <laughs> no, actually I take it back. I don't like watching it on reality shows on movies and like television, like scripted television, like a real show. Uh, it's better because it just tells you again, it's choreographed. So they know how to show kissing in a way that's not like, but like, yeah, in like reality, it's actually not an attractive thing to see. Yeah. It's so, I I hate it so much. And then the other thing I was so happy for one second and then they still went into it. I hate these bands that they showcase on Bachelor and Bachelorette. They are the fucking worst. (laughs) And they were like, we're not going to do the band. I had a band planned out and I sent them home. I was like, oh, thank God. She didn't say I wasn't going to do the band. She just said I had a band. I had this band that no one's heard of uh, planned. 
And now, you know, we're not going to be able to like dance to them. Basically they do this every time, every time they send someone home, they still, it's like, it's like the band still got paid. So they still have to like, their song turns into like a sad song instead of a romantic song. It's so bad. It's so terrible. I hate it so much. Please, I, if I could change one thing about that show, it would be a take away that stuff. Oh, it's surprising that that's what you hate because I hate the uh, the way that the women, that they always do this to Bachelorettes, but right off the bat, the women talking about the men like in such, like, like they're pieces of meat and then giving them Speedos Oh yeah! while they do a talent show. I think I just got like flashback of Claire season and I'm just like, that's, I'm so sick of it. Like, I don't know why the producers keep doing this. We, we know if it's such a doubled standard, we know that if Clayton sat there and wanted, it was just talking to Jesse about wanting to see the girl's boobs. How do I see the girl's boobs? Oh, okay. I'll give them bikinis for them to do a talent show in he'd be crucified. It'd be over. He'd be canceled. The show would get like so much backlash. But for some reason, when two women say that they want to see men's abs and give them speedos, it's okay. I just, I don't understand that. I don't like it. So that's what I was thinking about too. I was like, was there a time when a guy was like, yeah, put everybody in bikinis and do that? Because yeah, it would, I'm not sure why they do that. I mean, I get it. Like I'm in the mental I'm in the mindset of like, yeah, it's all in good fun. Yeah. You know, if I was on that show at that moment right there, I would have put on like that big green one, like Borat. I would have had fun with it. But I mean, it's just, you know, my mind doesn't like get offended by that stuff, but I know a lot of people do. And I feel like it's all in good fun in a way. I don't like it this day and age because we, if if I'm going to sit here and preach about like, sexual harassment not being okay or all this stuff like the if i'm gonna get mad at i mean men get in trouble for things like all the time and i just in in that sexual context i just it's so icky to watch like it really was i know the girls just were reading a script when they were talking about it but they were literally having conversations like oh the pool like it's raining but i want to see their abs how do we get to see their abs? I know we need to make that happen. I mean, come on, that makes them look shallow. Like, yeah, I no. would, I would imagine that. Yeah. That's like a scripted line of like, yeah, you got to say this so we can segue into that, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't like it. And I, I do feel like there is some say because like Michelle never did that. And I don't remember Katie doing that. So I'm again, it's I'm not trying to fault them because I think they're just blessed to be there. They're like excited and grateful, but I don't like it. I mean, you you saw how I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I remember you being upset about Claire's season when hers did it. You sided with that. Well, like, because they because that was like you have to get naked. <laughs> they were mostly in speedos. Speedos they only but had to like get naked, naked whenever if they lost. They, uh, yeah. When they lost, but still i mean it's not they, these men they had to put black boxes over their penises yeah because they yeah. were they're popping out and stuff they were basically naked you could see yeah. the bulges. it was crazy it's crazy like you're gonna be a good sport about it and in the moment you're not gonna care and you're gonna do it but i just i don't think those are the qualities to find a husband like right and, and that guy called out claire on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the way the guy went about it. Yeah. I think he was, you know, no one should be like rude about it. But I think it, it, it falls on the producers. I'm not even mad at the girls. I'm just annoyed yeah. at the producers. 
Yeah, they did that. So yeah, uh, in coming weeks, uh, in our next show, and there's going to be a lot to talk about. We'll see if Brian still uh, loves Rachel, because I guess right? that's his type now. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it might, it might change. I, <laughs> I, I, I still can't believe it, because I thought you would think like you would like like Gabby's like goofy side still. I do like Gabby's goofy side, but I think Rachel could be goofy too. I don't know. I like Rachel. I like Rachel. Yeah. Team Rachel right now. <laughs> it's good. It's good. All right. Is that all bachelor talk? Bachelorette yes, talk? Let's move on to our main event. Which main event. Cool. Yeah. What's our main event? It's a zombie takeover. So we're going to talk about our favorite best zombie. Well, in honor of your blind watch pick, which was uh, a zombie movie. I didn't know until we started watching it. That it so literally, uh, Susan went in blind to this movie, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> I really was blind. I didn't know anything about it. I just saw like I looked it up on IMDb and I saw Cargo and I saw like a picture of uh, Martin Sheen. And I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen this. Not Martin cool. Sheen. Hmm? not martin sheen what's his name um his name is martin freeman oh my god <laughs> I, call her, I always get those names confused i always call them like both martin sheen well actually i, I call them both martin sheen. i never think of freeman um <laughs> well anyways martin freeman uh and i didn't yeah i had no idea so anyways the in honor of the zombie thing, we were going to talk about best zombie movies and worst zombie movies. So I I don't have a whole lot, I feel like. I guess I have more like good ones, but it's hard for me to remember the bad ones because I like block them out. Um, but I don't know. Do you want to start with uh, some of your favorites? Yes. So some of my favorites, the original 1978 George Romero, Dawn of the Dead um it's just it's fan that is like a perfect movie and then in addition to that the remake in 2003 dawn of the dead written by james gunn directed by the one the only Zack snyder that was a hardcore scary and darkly funny uh remake uh 28 days later changed the game for zombies it's fantastic uh and let's see here some some fun like i like some of the funny ones you know kind of like the like zombievers or uh red snow uh or dead snow i should say you know russian mm -hmm. army zombies are super fun and i like when they add like elements like there's a movie called cockneys versus zombies which is you know cockneys are like the very uh british uh gangster people uh cockney accents and uh there's a zombie movie called cockneys versus zombies where zombies break out in an old you know a, a retirement home and it's super fun i like okay. stuff like that uh Shaun of the dead you know excellent zombie comedy so yeah those would probably be my uh my top ones right there uh what's the other one after Shaun of the dead hot fuzz yeah, Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz. That was that. A, that was a zombie one, right? That's not a zombie movie. What was that? What was going on in that movie? Hot Fuzz. That was an action movie, uh, a la like Bad Boys and Die Hard, where a town was killing the people they didn't like. And huh. yeah, that was not a zombie movie. I mean, The World's End had aliens, but um, 
No, zombie movie is uh, is Shaun of the Dead only. Mm, I honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, zombie movies are just not my favorite in general. Okay. I am right. not a zombie movie fan. I think that they are so... I just... Uh, and maybe it's hypocritical because uh, like every genre is very formulaic, but it's just... They tend to be so, like... Like, they can be slow. I, I've never seen Shaun of the Dead, so maybe I would like Shaun of the Dead. You've but, never seen Shaun of the Dead? No, because honestly, I didn't care for Hot Fuzz, and everybody kept telling me, and that's probably why I'm like, was that a zombie movie? Everyone kept saying, oh, Hot Fuzz, it's like Shaun of the Dead, it's so good. And I was like, eh, Hot Fuzz is okay to me. Oh, Shaun of the but, Dead is amazing. I think you would actually really like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, well, I actually did like uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, that one, we had to watch in a film class, and I thought that was pretty good. So yeah, that's uh, the you know, the first movie of um, George Romero, Night of the Flesh Eaters, you know, Night of the Living Dead. And Mm -hmm. what that says about, you know, just taking place all in that one location and Mm -hmm. with the race factor coming in and just like that horrifying ending, you're just like, oh man. That ending ending is kind of what's like not forgettable. I think they kind of uh, played on that. They use that again with Cabin Fever. Uh, <laughs> yes they yeah did. but he was a white guy <laughs> so, yes correct so at least a little bit better there um uh but i did like warm bodies i like warm bodies i thought yes. that was a really good one because it had it was like a romance you know there's yeah a romantic romance element. Yeah. there's only more to it and i think honestly my favorite well okay and then i honestly forgot i couldn't like look up the name what was the one the one that you had suggested that was like in Japanese or something. And it was um, a love story. Oh, um, was it the one we watched? Yeah, it was one of our blind it was, it was called like hashtag 10 or something like that or 10 something. It was something like that. Oh, yeah, I try to remember. I couldn't remember <laughs> and I couldn't like look it up because I had no idea like who was in it or anything. So anyways, that one was pretty good. I did like yeah. that. And I think while we were texting, I was like, that other one was better. Um, but my favorite is Zombieland. I even enjoyed the second one, but the first Zombieland movie is so good. It's, it's so just, fun. It's so fun. It's, yeah, it's so fun. Just the the rules element in there, the cast, like there's just so much more to it than just a typical zombie movie. Right. Like I, you've got at this point for me, if I'm gonna watch a zombie movie, it needs to be like fun. Oh, there was um a Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice like, and Zombies. It was a book. Yes. And uh, a they made a movie. Too. Yeah. I believe it was might have been Lily James. I want yeah, to Pride say. and Prejudice. Because they did a, they did another book called Sense and Sensi- Sensibility and Sea Monsters, which they have. I really <laughs> I really liked, yeah, it was Lily James. I did like that too. I like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That was good. So I guess for me, it's like if there's that like extra element, because I feel like the formula, the easy formula is just this like very like deserted, just a group of people that they'll eventually go off one by one. And it's so slow and it's depressing. It's usually depressing. Like, and it's just like slowly like picking away until everyone dies. That's what I feel like until like, it's just, it's like, there's no joy in that. Yeah, so after that Dawn of the Dead, that 2003 remake, it brought zombies back. Walking Dead brought people to zombie genres. And then it was just an ocean of zombie movies and TV shows. And 
I like zombie movies, but you have to have something different. Like there's a movie, there's a zombie movie called Zombievers about zombie beavers. There's mm. zombie stripper movie. There's a pot smoking zombie movie. You know, you have to have some sort of aspect to kind of separate yourself from yeah, just doing the same be, thing. They, it's, it's, it honestly goes back to a horror flick. Like you've got to, it's, a, it's like a shark movie. I love shark movies. But if you're not going to do anything special with it or keep me entertained or engaged or have some really good shark kills or attacks, then it's just boring and it's depressing. Same with the slashers. Like there's, you have to have an extra oomph to it. I don't know what, what it is, but you know, all those other ones, all the ones I mentioned, I just felt like, you know, Night of the Living Dead was this, it was like the original and it was still unique. Uh, but yeah, I just, in general though, it's, there's been this like, yeah, especially when um, Walking Dead came out, I felt like there were so many zombie movies and they were all a bust. Yeah, there, I mean, like even World War Z with Brad Pitt, it wasn't yeah. a great movie, but there was like good, good elements to that where mm. they could have made that better, but they yeah. didn't. Because the book, the book World War Z is insanely awesome yeah know? i remember i went with a friend who who read the book and said the book was really good and was very disappointed in the movie and i was like i was just bored i just feel like it can, it can, you it can go very boring like i don't know but on that so then what's some of your like what do you think are some of the worst zombie movies i think i mean world war z just missed the mark i think yeah. from the book uh even though there's parts of it i like i just don't think that's a good zombie movie like it's just it's not uh it was trying to be like a big budget big blockbuster and it did just they should have kept it like the book of like an oral history going to different uh people talking about it and showcasing that mm-hmm. um but maybe that was too ambitious um you know what? I kind of like like most zombie movies, so I'm kind of the wrong person. Like I even love 28 Weeks Later. I love that that sequel is so good to me. Even the sequel to Dead Snow, Red Dead uh, Snow is so good. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like I like the movie Fido. There's not really a zombie movie that I think is the worst. I kind of like. There's there's usually something in a zombie movie, be it a kill or blood or something that I like. There's not one. Would you I think did. Carriers was a zombie movie? The one with Chris Pine that we watched or not really a zombie? Not really a zombie movie to me. Like even a though disease. It was, oh, yeah, because like, I mean, that's kind of the same thing as like 28 Days Later. Like it's a disease, at, but like they had zombie qualities. Mm. Um, and I guess Carriers did too, but I just wouldn't classify that in that, in the zombie genre to me. I don't know. So... Yeah. Um, I would probably say uh, Cargo was one of my least favorites too. <laughs> I really did like it. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Cargo. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It was it was fun to like rip on it. Just like again, I just tell you, like, I don't like what's the point of just being purely like to me, it was just purely depressing. People dying. And then not a set, not a like very gratifying ending. Like it was just. That's, that's how it was. That's how a lot of the zombie movies are. Yeah. I just, and then I'm like, I don't need to, maybe it's just, there's been so much like shit and sadness in the world today that I don't, I need a little bit of light, <laughs> like okay. something. But, right. Right. 
All right. But I guess moving on from that, I guess we kind of already talked about what makes a zombie movie good then. You know, it's just that extra something different and that makes it stand out. No, so, I think that's how you do it. You have to have a blend of something new, bringing it because there's so many of them that have come yeah. before it. You just have to have that different, that unusual thing to make it tick. And if you don't, You've got to make it visually entertaining from start to finish, have some amazing kills or do something different. You know, you just. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally agree. Um, so I know you had a question here. Could could you uh, or could you survive a zombie apocalypse? Like how 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 would you survive one if it happened? Well, one, do you think it would actually happen? Do you think it could happen and how would you survive? I mean, in, in the realm of movies that we've seen, so many movies, I, I do, I do think, I mean, we kind of witnessed it in the last couple years of a virus going around killing yeah. a million people. Now these people weren't ravenous eating humans, mm -hmm. but, you know, we did see, you know, in Florida several years ago, somebody high on bath salts eating somebody. But like, yeah, there's that's right. probably a disease or a virus that we don't know about that could alter the brain to make you very violent and kill people, kill mm -hmm. beings and have a taste for human blood or flesh. When that day comes, it would suck. Like it would be <laughs> so scary. I'm not saying like the zombie, like your dead corpse comes back to life somehow and you're only functioning to eat, drink blood or eat brains or whatever. Yeah. I'm saying there's probably something that could make you violent uh, and stuff like that. Cause we've seen it in animals and ants that certain animals or ants that have died, they come back to life in a reanimated form. Like that could happen to humans at some point in time. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just, uh, it's, 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 it's very different um, in that, in that thing. So do I think it could happen? Never say never. Like it's yeah. possible, but you know, highly unlikely. <laughs> Do you think it's I'm with possible? You. I, I think I'm, I'm there. I, I never, exactly. I feel like it's presumptuous to say never, like, no, never, no way. Because look at what's happened in the past two, three years. Yeah. Um, but I, very unlikely, very, very unlikely, but yeah. Yeah. But if it did happen, how would you survive? I mean, i I've read the zombie survival guide. I've read <laughs> zombie books. I've seen tons of zombie movies. And so you're ready. Well, so like I can't run really fast. So cardio would be terrible if we're talking zombie land. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> super aware of my surroundings. I would not take chances if I lived in that world. Like, like going into a dark tunnel without being properly prepared. Um, I would kind of not trust anybody. And yeah. I would, you know, you, you would make shift, like you would try to like make chain or find chain mail vests. You would try to wrap your arms or neck and body in like magazines or phone books. So like a zombie gets you, they wouldn't be able to bite through skin or you yeah. wear leather or something like that. Right. So, and you know, you, you know, guns are always good, but, you know, bats or something sharp, like a knife, you don't have to reload stuff like that. And it's quieter. So it wouldn't bring 
that get zombie noise. Just yeah. The head. It's uh-huh. always in the head, you know? And uh, so I would try to find a place that would be extremely um, hard for zombies to get in. So like, you know, you think like something like Alcatraz, like if you could get to Alcatraz somehow, that would be a great place to go because zombies would have a very difficult time getting up those rocks, getting into that place, you know, that place, you know, being abandoned, but they have kitchens, you can start gardens there and you're kind of out of an, out of the natural element. Like you're on an Island basically, but Mm -hmm. you, you know, and then, you know, in realistically zombies, if the zombie outbreak did happen and apocalypse did happen, you would only really have to survive, you know, what, two to three years before they actually decayed and were mm-hmm. bones, you know? So you'd have a short amount of time, you oh know, from- You really that... thought about this. <laughs> I have, I have. Oh my gosh, and I did not have such a- uh, So you'd have to answer. like stick it out for a few years before, you know, they would actually decay and decompose. Um, so that's, you know, cause like in the book of Eli with Denzel Washington, there's like that zombie element to it. Mm-hmm. And he tries to get to Alcatraz. And I thought that's a genius idea, but you would try to post yourself up on an Island or somewhere where it's very difficult for a mass amount of like a horde to try to attack you because like in cities or like, you know, the country would be good if you fortified like with a fence and stuff like that. But even then, probably the scariest as walking dead has told us scariest part of a zombie apocalypse are actually live humans who will willing to do anything to survive kill you take you hostage slave whatever that's the scary part yeah that is yeah i kind of see that in our in our blind watch uh i uh i would i mean honestly i i didn't go past like making sure i had a lot of food and like trying not to leave the house if i didn't have to um just really and then if I did like if I saw one I think like I thought the same thing protective wear and be ready to stab ahead shoot ahead whatever because that's knock the head off yeah knock the head off you can even cut limbs off to make it easier you know not for them to run or jump or stuff like that so it's uh Mm -hmm. That that is um, interesting, and I don't think you know, like in Zombie Land or Twenty Eight Days Later, zombies wouldn't run that fast because they're decaying, they're dead. They yeah, were more no, like I, I see kind of slower. Slower. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I thought about it, and I do not want that day to come because that would be scary as shit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but moving on, let's go to our blind watch. Speaking of all that. Blind watch. So I have to ask you, and please say you watched this short film. I did. I did. Okay, good. You. I texted you, did? you about it. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, said, okay. I said it was better because it was shorter. Oh yeah. Well, the, that <laughs> short film like is amazing. Like it's if that's what the movie kind of was about, just so okay. So Cargo, the movie is based on a short film made by somebody named Yolanda Romke and Ben Howling. And the short film was made, it won awards at festivals, it went viral online, everybody loved it. And it's about um, a couple who have a newborn baby and the zombie apocalypse happens, the mother dies and the dad gets bitten. And he, in order to save his daughter, tries to find somebody, but as he's slowly turning to a zombie, he figures out a way to not 
you know, eat his daughter and find somebody to take care of his daughter. And it's a six and a half minute short film. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's sad. It's very depressing. It's not a happy ending whatsoever in your traditional mm -hmm. sense, but it was just so well done. And so of course, Hollywood was like, okay, we'll make this into a feature film. And the, the filmmaking, the visuals are really good. Uh, I liked how it was very subtle and it's zombie deaths, not a whole lot of blood, but a little bit. But what made the short film so good called Cargo was it's basically just a father and his baby girl trying to survive. And in this feature length film that was released on Netflix starring Martin Freeman, you know, the young Bilbo Baggins, uh, it's, they added a lot of kind of dumb shit to it for lack of a better term. Like there it was didn't just need to be an hour and 45 minutes. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's 105 minutes. They took their time doing it. They added, I mean, a couple of things were like, okay, I get it. But overall, it's not my favorite zombie movie. I liked it enough, but I'll tend to agree with Susan. It's not the best because they kind of, they kind of strayed into other territory other than making it just about the baby and the father. And it just lost itself to me. Yeah. It lost itself. It tried, if, if it was really well done and focused on the father and baby and a little bit more of them surviving together, it would have been better. Instead, they tried to add, it was clear if it just felt like, I was watching like slime or something being pulled apart and trying to keep it was about to like break, but they just kept going and going and going because they were like, no, we got to keep this like a feature film. It, when you said it was a short, I was like, yeah, this is, this story is meant to be a short. Like the short is so much more powerful because it leaves you wanting more. And you're like, Oh, and I love how they left things more like, open interpretation and things like that. Like, you know, you immediately in the short wake up to the mom already being a zombie. We didn't need to like have the whole beginning and all that stuff, even though that part was, I was okay with in the movie. Um, but like less is more for me. And it's just really obvious that they were stretching and trying and I just, I, I don't know. Right, some of the creative things they did for the feature length was not great because like in the mm -hmm. short film, the mother dying and the father, like that was perfectly done. But in here, yeah. she didn't need to go. Like she just makes a dumb decision for no reason whatsoever. No You're like, what is reason. going on? Not, yeah, that that right there made me mad. I was like, why would you go back? Like your husband already went. He got food, he got all this stuff and you went back for a freaking razor? And like, my, my thing would be like, you know, if he heard something, like, wouldn't he go back and tell her, like, hey, I was over there, you know, that that went well, but, like, I think there's something in there, don't go over there, but, like, yeah, we didn't see any of that. it doesn't make any sense, it doesn't make any sense, that whole beginning doesn't, like, that, that, that already bothered me, and, yeah. yeah, there's just, like, so many, like, depressing things, like, the family, like, that dad, what he did with his family, and then, I don't know. It just but but I like work. the fact that in this movie that the zombie outbreak had already happened. It had been established mm -hmm. for a while, so we actually got to see something kind of new. Was how the government reacted. They were sending people uh, kill devices that you know looked like an epipen, but like shot out a, a sharp needle for the head. You mm -hmm. know, they sent out you know like little um, Apple wristwatches that tracked your time, how much time, time, how much time you had. 
uh, after you got bitten, they had uh, pamphlets and booklets on, you know, how to survive and what to do if you get bitten. Like, I'd like that element because we don't see that because usually zombie movies, we see the outbreak happen. We don't see kind of what happens, you know, six months after that or a Mm -hmm. year after that. So I like that. But like all the stuff with the uh, Aboriginal people and um, the guy and the girl they meet and the guy, you know, turns out to be the big villain. It's just, it got too heavy handed and too kind of like on the nose. Mm -hmm. And it just took away from that father, baby daughter element that would have made it better of just them you know, because I like that first scene, even though with the mother doing this stupid thing, but I like that. But then I liked them running into the school teacher. Like if they had like more obstacles like that or meeting other people like that, I think that would have made for a better thing or them coming across a big yeah. horde of zombies and how they were to survive with a baby being able to alert for noise. I think that would be cool because like, you know, you think of a quiet place, replace yeah. the the aliens with zombies, it's kind of similar. You know, how For do sure. I keep a baby quiet? How do I? So I think they but did the, that the, better. exactly why a quiet place does it so much better. Like yes. it's just they they added, I mean, just the sound element alone, though. That's what was so good about the quiet place is the power of sound. Right, right. And so, silence, power of silence, too. Power of silence. I agree. Um, so I and I like Martin Freeman a lot as an actor. He was good in this. It's always good yeah, to see he was him good. in different roles. The acting was good. Yeah. yeah, and I like the little girl in it to me. You know, she was good. It's just all of that. You could tell that the short film was really great. And when Hollywood approached him, we need to make a feature film, they were like, uh, okay. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Yolanda was, you know, has family in the um, Aboriginal people or I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. I think it could yeah. have been better. The short film's great. It's six and a half minutes. It gets a point across. This movie strayed from that. Yeah, not great. Uh, I don't think I would recommend it. I mean, I know I wouldn't, but would you? Um. Not in good conscience. Like it was not <laughs> one of the greater, like I like Martin Freeman. Like if you love zombie movies and you have to see zombie movies and you miss this one, check it sure. out. Uh-huh. Uh, but that the short film is also called Cargo. Just look that up and watch that. Like it's, it'll save you an, an hour and 30 mm-hmm. minutes <laughs> and you'll yeah. get a better version of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I think the short film is, I would recommend the short film. Go yes. ahead and watch a short film. It's pretty clever. I think I should have watched the short film first because by that point when I watched it, I was kind of like, oh, I'm over the story. But I did, yeah, it was good. The more I've thought about it, I'm like, yeah, it's good. It was a good story. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just do the short film. Just type in uh, cargo short film into YouTube. It'll come up. Yeah. That's what we recommend. Yeah. <laughs> hmm Speaking of recommendations, I guess we can get into our honorable mentions. Let's do honorable mentions, suggestions. I haven't seen a whole lot of stuff recently, but I've seen a few things that I like. Okay. Did you so, want you want me or you go first? So there's a there's a new move, there's a new TV show on Apple TV Plus that's coming out uh, this this week or next week. It's called Surface. Um, mm. It is on Apple TV Plus, and Apple TV Plus is killing it with really all of are. their shows and movies. And this one is no different. It's called Surface, and it's with uh, God. I'm going to pr- mispronounce the name. 
Gugu Mbatha Raw. Oh, uh, she's in it. And then the main guy, and then the the Invisible Man uh, villain guy. He's the Invisible Man in the mm. Elizabeth Moss movie. Yeah, it is so good. It is a uh, it's a thriller TV show, and it's about uh, this woman. You find out in the first few minutes that she uh, jumped off a boat in San Francisco. She tried to commit suicide. And when she jumped off the boat in the middle of the water, she got chopped up by the boat's propellers. And so in this trauma, she lost her memory completely. And so Uh you see her all put back together. She's fine. She comes back home uh, all within the first 10 minutes. And she's like, you know, she has no memory. So like her husband, this nice house, all of her friends, she like really doesn't know, like, is this really her life? And then Mm. as the show starts, she meets somebody who's like, your husband's not who he says he is. Mm. And you, this might not have been a suicide, it might have been a, somebody tried to murder you. And so it's kind of like her trying to figure out through her friends and her husband, like what's actually happening. Is it it solved in the, the whole first season? So uh, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, uh, well, I don't want to watch it. Well, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> it's, it's crazy good. And like every, like the cliffhanger of every episode, like this piece of clue comes out. And you're like, what? No way. And you're just like, oh man, this girl's going through the ringer. And you're just like, because I can't imagine losing your memory like that. And put yourself in that situation. Think about like, if you lost your memory and you're just yeah. with Trevor and you're like, I'm supposed to be married to this person. There's a picture of us, but I have no recollection of this. Yeah. This is my house. Like what is there really was a happening? Netflix movie like that actually with Brenda song. Yes. Like yes. Literally that, that premise. And she just trusted that this guy was her husband because he had pictures and like proof and stuff. Right. Yeah. So Surface is great. Apple TV Plus. Um, and then uh, the 4K and Blu-ray of The Lost City with Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe and Sandra Bullock is out. Mm. Uh, about an hour worth of bonus materials on that, which are all super fun. Uh, gag reel bloopers behind the scenes. Everybody's having a great time on set. And that is a it was a fun entertaining movie. Like it's what it is. But yeah, it was no, Lost City's yeah. fun. Yeah. So those are the two that I kind of, um, I recommend. Okay, great. Well, did you watch Miss Marvel? I did not watch Miss Marvel. However, I did see, you know, the big scene of who shows up and the song that plays. What? Why are you doing that? Why aren't you watching the show? Are you not into like the Marvel shows on Disney Plus? Cause you didn't watch Moon Knight either, did you? I didn't watch, there's so many of them and it's like, oh my God, I have to watch these. But yeah. That's I how watch- I feel about Apple TV though. Like Apple TV, I'm like, oh my God, how many of these shows? But Apple TV show? has good shows and like the Marvel right. stuff is kind of the same thing. And I'm just like, I will eventually- so What did you to- watch of the Marvel shows? Did you watch, you watch WandaVision, uh-huh. Falcon? Watch Falcon. Loki. Watch Loki. What if? Didn't watch What If. Uh, and then there's Hawkeye. I watched Hawkeye. Oh, okay. And then so you fell off basically. I mean, I don't really count What If just because it's like an animated series or whatever. So yeah. you just haven't seen Moon Knight or Miss Marvel. Right. They're both good. Um, I really did enjoy Miss Marvel. I mean, uh, Miss Marvel is by far the most kid-friendly. It's very kiddie, uh, but it's still good. 
And, you know, it's the first time you're seeing a Muslim superhero, which is very cool, uh, just for that representation. And um, I don't know. I thought the beginning is okay, but I think their last two episodes, it's where it really is like, those were really good. Uh, I like the final two episodes a lot. Um, Also, uh, did you watch the Mormon No More on Hulu? It's a docu-series it's only four episodes wow okay <laughs> um, i need to watch that because i am so enamored with religion and especially stuff like mormonism and mormon stuff and i cannot, i didn't even yeah. know i didn't even know a lot of the stuff with mormonism especially like byu like oh college. no i know do you know who went to byu no the the directors and writers and actor of napoleon dynamite they all they all met there and made that BYU. They're all Mormons. Oh, uh, Jared and, and like Jerusha Hess. Yeah, and Jared and Jerusha Hess. Well, I don't know, right. like to a degree, because you can still be Mormon and not. I mean, like any religion, you can be very yeah, or not. But yeah, they all did. But I know about this, and I want to see it because you, you know South You'd Park did a great episode about what Mormons believe. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really insane but then you see like shows like big love and you see like the real crazy documentaries about mormonism and how bad it is and uh and then this doc i've heard about but i really want to see it just some of the extremities like i don't want to diss on a religion you know obviously like you said like there are definitely some mormons out there that it's not like they probably don't don't believe as high as this like well in the documentary it's focusing on lgbt LGBTQ uh, couple, which is, a, it's a lesbian couple that both, they were, they were married to men that they kind of just had to get married to in a way, and they had kids with them, but then they realized, okay, like it kind of tells you how brainwashed they are to the point, like they didn't even realize because they were so brainwashed in this religion and this, like, whatever the school and like there's a lot of extremities <laughs> there. Um, so anyways, it's, uh, it's a very interesting documentary. It's sad. It's polarizing. It's, it's, it's great. You would love it. I watched it in one day. I couldn't stop. It was four episodes and I just kept going. Um, and then I finally finished Felicity and I just have to share some thoughts that final season and what they do with the time travel thing. Stupid. (laughs) Brian, tell me you thought that was stupid. What the heck was that? They, you know, that's J.J. Oh. Abrams and that's bringing in, you know, some of J.J. Abrams, maybe an idea, but it's just kind of like, it didn't make sense of, you know, what came before it. They just- No, yeah. they ruined it. Like, I, I like to pretend that didn't even happen. I get, they thought they were going to be done after episode 17 and then the show ordered five more episodes. Right. And they did that. And that was very obvious, but I'm just like, uh. But that, and then I have to say, how is anyone team Noel? I don't understand <laughs> how anyone is team Noel. He is the most obnoxious character outside of Avery from season three, who is horrible. <laughs> He's like one of the, I'm just like, I told, I was texting one of my friends and I said, this character, I've never felt so like assaulted by a character like she's assaulting me <laughs> like with the way she's being so aggressive towards ben and i'm like one who are you you literally came out of nowhere there was no there's absolutely no like build up to her character for her to be so obsessed with him yeah and then 
like just psychotic and annoying. Right. So the people who really are team, how do you explain it? Um, you know, it's like that character's journey, but also, you know, I feel like it's like the same principle as like so many people are like for like annoying people or like Trump, like they're, they're going to like somebody you don't want, it's not supposed to like. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. Like, know, to be like the one outside the box, you know, whatever. So I don't know if it's actually real love, but they want to be like that. (laughs) I I think like, uh, it's just like with Noel, I just feel like it was so obvious. It always should be Ben. Like, I just like, it's so clear from the beginning to the fact, like, you know, he was so nice to her for essentially being a stalker. And and he was like, they form, I love their relationship because they form a true, genuine friendship first. And then they have such a great romance. And I feel like the moment Ben is like into her, he's into her. Like he really is. And, you know, Let's ignore that last five episodes. Like he even says he's like in his like time travel. He's like, wait, I would never cheat on you. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't because this was stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> you wouldn't do it. But anyway, it's, it's a good show overall. Just just stop watching those last few episodes, and you'll just yeah. like, oh, yeah, it was this was a good show. Right. I still liked it. I I honestly really did enjoy it, and I and I really thought I actually would you know we've done like tv couples and stuff i would put felicity and ben in there oh no, good they really really good they had story. a good run yes they did no they, they just especially with the history of her like kind of watching him from afar in high school and i liked how he noticed her too like he knew her too yeah but it was just different like views so i don't yes. know, I, I actually thought they were great but um oh and then I also had rented, um, I finally saw that X movie that came out this year, that horror flick. Oh, the the Texas film crew going to film a horror porn and then it actually turns out to be real, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it turns out to be real pretty much. It's seriously disturbing. I liked it. Um, I thought it was fun. Did you watch it? You know what? I didn't get a chance to see that. Um, oh. I believe when they were doing that, screening i believe we were in uh, los angeles we and were yeah so i didn't get to see it and i just haven't caught it yet i mean i want to see it because of, you know that's right up my alley you know kind of like a texas chainsaw massacre you know boobs horror <laughs> you know yeah. making of a movie type of thing like i'm in so mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched it yet i want to see it i'm sure it's not going to be like that movie was awesome it's like yeah that was good Exactly. That's what it is. It's fun. It's definitely a fun watch. I just rented it off Redbox. Uh, I wouldn't spend more than, well, actually I had it free for my birthday. So that worked out. Yay. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I got a free rental. I'm going to pick this. Uh, Trevor wasn't as crazy about it, but I can appreciate like a fun horror. Uh, And then um, (laughs) my final one, I just have to recommend. I love this movie vengeance. It's BJ Novak's directorial debut. I just, it's a movie for Texans. Like it really is. Like, I think everyone can appreciate it, but I think Texans especially are going to be like, oh, but there's a really great message there about connection and where we are today as a society. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything, any, any other ones? Any other? No, I think that's everything that I can think of as far as uh, recommendations. I plan on seeing where the crawdad sings today. So 
We'll let next time you'll have to let us know. So the that brings an end to this week's episode of No BS with Brian and Susan. We had a few laughs. We shed a few tears. <laughs> we talked okay. about our zombie. Yeah, she, Susan just doesn't know what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> oh, no. All right. Um, All right, thing. <laughs> I'm doing my thing. What, what's my thing? Can you do an impression of me doing my thing? No, I don't want to do an impression. <laughs> Why not? Uh, mm, oh, no. too crazy too crazy it's too crazy uh-huh. well um we're no bs if you found us we're everywhere check out susan at this chicks flicks you can see her at irving community television check her instagram her twitter her youtube she's writing all the reviews and i'm brian kluger you can find me just type it in you'll you'll see yeah. us we're Ooh. there yeah uh, we'll be back uh, next week. It'll be Susan's Blind Watch. I'm curious yeah, if she's going to pick a, a violent movie or a romantic comedy. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, and I want to I want to plug um, next week's uh, my my radio show next week. Um, I believe it's going to be next Wednesday. Um, I will need Susan to listen to it, and I will need her help because I believe I'm doing. Um, a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie uh, theme. So I love that. Wait, so do they have music <laughs> in all of their movies? Yes. But oh, like score? Like do they have like? I have no, no like idea. Songs, like songs, oh. like songs, like soundtracks. Okay, all right. <laughs> We're gonna figure this out, but I, that's why I need your help because I've seen some of them, but I don't remember this, but. I'm okay. going to need, we're going to need to record something for this and you, you will need you to put you on the show so you can talk about how great Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen are and their songs. They are great. Her. So <laughs> I think that's going to happen. So uh, we got to talk. Yeah. Um, so I knew you would be excited because I know that's your jam. I do. They are my jam. So uh, yeah. No BS with Brian and Susan. We love you. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>